0: He's back. Sports Radio is back. Here's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Today's show, Oilers play tomorrow night. Matthias ekholm at practice, playing with Evan Bouchard, looked like he's in. And I have a question for you. I have many questions for you today, but here's one we're going to start with. If Connor McDavid came out for pregame with pride tape tomorrow night, do you think Oiler fans would pay his fine? I do. I do. One wonders. Sports 1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. Twitter at Low Tide at Declan Kruger. And we're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. I love the name. I love Doug and Mary. Make sure to say hi to them. Our guest today, Steve Lansky. He's going to rock and roll on that 8-1 loss. I guarantee it. Tyler, your M. He's going to be all sad trombone over the fact that Toronto Maple Leafs have dumped Daryl Hall and John Oates. Don't even ask me to explain it to you. I'll make him tell you later on today. Plus, we have declinations with our dear friend, Declan, who I've been trolling for the last 20 minutes or so. All right, top stories. What if Leon doesn't sign next summer? What if What if he says, you know, I'd like to see how it plays out? You know how that works, like where you didn't win a Stanley Cup, he wants to win a Stanley Cup, he's going to hold off, not sure... That could happen. Text me, please, and I'm not trying to cause a riot. I'm just asking, and we're a year away or less, so it's fair game. 833-401-1440. Would you consider trading Leon Dreisaitl next summer if his decision is to wait and see how things roll out? Assuming the Otters haven't won the Stanley Cup. I wrote about this in The Athletic today about Connor Brown's contract and what it means and it might mean a lot of really drastic things and darnell nurse's contract is sooner or later is going to bite somebody it might be evan bouchard or it might be mr nurse himself talked about that in the article too lots to talk about there uh mick as i mentioned Eckholm looks like he's going to be in the game he's practicing today with evan bouchard uh and nurse was back with Cece, and broberg was playing with um kulak i believe that's correct i believe i've got them all right This is big news, and it kind of slid by, and I want to draw attention to it. I'm sure that Gregor will, and and I know Mr. Karius did as well. Oilers have hired NWHL founder Danny Ryland Kearney as a regional scout with the hockey op department. The Athletics' Daniel Nugent Bowman had that story reported. They'd been interested in adding Ryland Kearney to the organization for several months and now the team has done so officially, it means a lot of things. Number one, uh, you know, a really good hire, a very astute one, but this is an individual who's highly qualified to do a lot of things. And so that's a name to remember, Danny Ryland Kearney, because my suspicion is, not that the, you know, scouting is very important. It's a vital vital area of the game. But my suspicion is this is an individual uh, who is fast rising and will be fast rising in the organization. And a real positive in a period of time when the NHL is taking both shoes off, putting their socks aside, and then shooting themselves in both feet. This is a nice hiring by the Edmonton Oilers and Jeff Jackson. And by nice, I mean astute, good, advancing the cause, making the team better. Good for him and them. You Make My Dreams Come True by Daryl Hall and John Oates is a song I love. I used to work Top 40. It's got a great intro. You can talk over it. It's become very famous as the Toronto Maple Leafs goal song. They've scrapped it. And people are, I don't know what the name of their, it's Pursuit of Happiness is their their replacement song. But like that song is from like, I'm going to say 83. I think it's good to replace the goal song if it's from 83 because Austin Matthews, Probably doesn't have that song on his, you know, 8-track in his car, if you know what I mean. How do you feel about that? Is there, is there a day or a line in the sand where a goal song has to at least, you know, appeal to half of the crowd? It can't be Cotton-Eyed Joe. What do you feel about that, Teclan?
1: I don't think so. I think a goal song is very personal. I think it's what gets you fired up. It's what you want to hear when you score a goal Listen, you always want to cater to the fans. You want to make them happy, of course. They're the ones who pay your salary. But no, I think the goal song should be yours. Whatever you like, no matter what period of time, it's your goal song.
0: But I mean, I'm talking about the team itself when a goal is scored. Like, who gets to vote on that? Like, and, and who should it be the owner? Should it be the GM? Should it be the players? And what if the players just have terrible taste?
1: It should all be a collective bargain. I think it should be between the owner, the management, and the players. But I think the players should really have the final say. They're the ones scoring the goals.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah. Elks versus Alouettes tomorrow. This this final part of the year, the fr- second half of the year has been a real joy to watch. Uh, Trey Ford, the entire team coming together. Your team is uh, sucking the suckiest.
1: Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. Five straight losses for terrible, the referee. and before that, it started with a fifty-one. 51- to six loss against Winnipeg in the banjo bowl. But before that, the last two wins, Winnipeg and BC, back yeah. to back. I don't know what's happened. The team has fallen apart. I still think we'll get into the playoffs. Because I just think Calgary's been so consistently weak. But I mean, listen, I saw a, I saw a number indicator on CFL.ca that the the stamps were fifty-two percent, I think, to get that spawn. The Riders were forty-eight. They obviously played tonight. Anything can happen. I still have hope. I still think we're gonna do it, but You know, getting past the West Semi will be just a treat in and of itself.
0: Jake Dologela, is that his name? Yes. He needs to be better. Yes. He's got really good receivers. they got a running game. He does. Uh, They are a good football club. They're not a great football club. They're not going to beat either BC or Winnipeg. No. And they wouldn't beat Toronto if they played them in the Grey Cup. So there's three at least teams in a nine-team league that are better. However, Calgary is not... They're a steaming pile of dirt. They him, are. So.
1: They are. Yeah. I mean, and you said three. I think there very well might be six teams that are better than the Rough riders right Maybe. now. Maybe.
0: But, I, but I, Dolan Gallas showed so well and then he showed poorly. And I think they're trying to get him. You know, they need him to be all he can be. Yes. You know, because
1: he's not someone who can coast by on nope. just pure skill or talent. He needs to play to the absolute 110% of his abilities. Amen and He's not to that. doing it.
0: Um, I'm getting sick of a story, which is not good in my industry, but I'm just, I'm tired of it. So I'm going to say something and then everybody can get mad at me or not. I'm sick of the John Schneider stuff. The manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. You know, and I think media is partly responsible and maybe that's why I'm tired of it. So he made a decision. He brought in the lefty and it didn't work out and you know, people are raining down blows on him, and the Jays are in turmoil, and, you know, he said this, and the other guy said this, and blah blah blah. Here's the deal. It didn't work. Now, I'm not going to remember all of the details, because my brain doesn't work that way. But in 1985, I believe it was Dick Hauser for the Royals and Bobby Cox for the Jays. I believe those were the managers. And the Jays were were heavy and righty, righty uh, bats. I want to get this right man I don't want to get this wrong and Hauser switched off like pit, there was the first pitch of the first three batters and he switched off he went to like a a, a righty and the or, or lefty and the righties came out one of the two damn it I'm gonna get it wrong but I remember Al Oliver came in for Cliff Johnson and Johnson was hitting very well and Then about the sixth inning, Hauser switched back, and then all of the power was gone from the lineup from the Jays, and they lost the game, and it worked out. And Cox was, like, maligned, and Hauser was revered, and the the Royals went on, I believe, to win the, the World Series that year. And the bottom line is this. We have a tendency as media and as human beings to elevate things, elevate stories. We make them into something rich and... It resonates and we talk about it as if it was a major turning point in life and and especially the guy who made the decision, good or bad, should have known better. Come on. Silly ass. What the heck was he doing? Schneider made a call, it didn't work out. Now now it's easy to, to, to do the the rear view. It's easy to look back on it and go, what it was he you know. And I will say that when you make decisions like this, we've talked about Whitey Herzog before, if it doesn't work out, you look bad. But I, I'm I am gonna be I'm pushing back today. If if Schneider was was the guy you wanted, then you keep him. He's done nothing, nothing to earn a, to earn an exit. Good organizations don't overreact. And I don't know what the Jays are gonna do but last year they wanted leather and they wanted pitching and they wanted lefty bats, and they got them all. And this year it didn't work out, but they got into the postseason and they did it when a lot of their young players who are good, like Vladdy, weren't at 100%. And I'm not saying roll it all back. I get it. I understand you're going to have to make some changes. But the reason you wanted leather was a good one. The reason you wanted pitching was a good one. So don't turn your back on that. Maybe elevate some young players, young bats. Get the lumber from the kids. It's not expensive, and and enough with the the Schneider stuff. I'm I'm, I'm mildly irritated about that. Astros, Rangers, Diamondbacks, Phillies. I'm going to pick the Rangers to win it all because they've never won before. And my second choice would be the Phillies. Because I don't like the Diamondbacks because of Kurt Schilling, and I don't like the Astros because they cheated. How do you feel about that, Declan?
1: I, listen, I don't like the Astros because they cheated as well. I will say I did get to watch them play in 2017. I saw a game in Toronto. That was the year they obviously won their first. Uh, it was pretty cool to see that. I don't know. I guess, I guess the Phillies. Yeah. I like, it'd be cool to see. What to about see, Texas?
0: You don't like them? What really, they, they I don't, ever do to you? I,
1: they, they didn't do anything to me, but the, I just never had any reason to cheer for them. I guess the one thing I would say is I would like to see Bryce Harper get it done.
0: Okay. i, I think he's I, I, can buy I,
1: I really appreciate greatness in sports, and I like to see greats and all-time greats succeed. So I would like to see him get a World Series ring before it's all said and done. But I really—it's tough for me to have a dog in this fight, but I guess if I do, it, it would be Bryce, Bryce Harper getting the hardware.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm fine with that. Okay. You know, Phillies have for for an historic organization. They haven't won mine, m- many. They won in '80 and then more recently, and I think that's it. They haven't won very many. They won, lost in '50. They had one pitcher in 1950, and it didn't go well. Thursday nighter, kind of meh. Did you see it at all? I did not watch a, a like a, a snap.
1: I watched a little bit of it. I only saw the second half. Um, I, w- I went to the gym after work here, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance. Oh, it to it the day first or no, it was back. We did We did back yesterday. It was, it was a nice little workout. Um, listen, it was not a game I had circled that I was going to sit down and watch. A lot of games I do, this was not one of them. Denver kept it, you know, semi-close-ish. They... Kansas City played a little down to their competition. Denver played a little up. It, it wasn't a great game. It didn't leave a lot to be desired. I mean, Travis Kelsey had a big night in front of Taylor, of course. I think the result was a, pretty much what we expected. Maybe a few more points from Kansas City. But listen, the line was 10 and a half, and they covered. Yeah. That's all you can ask for when the spread's that big. So what are you going to do? 16 straight wins, though, against the Broncos. Yeah.
0: Very impressive. It's 12-12, and I'm just, I didn't tell you this. We're starting a new feature. We're each going to tell what we're planning on the weekend. Okay, I'll go first. And then you can tell me what you're planning on the way. I've got a busy, busy weekend. I've got, uh, I have to decide. So I've got to drop something. But but here, you tell me what I should drop. I've got my uh, binge-watching Bob Hart's Abishola. That's always a good time. I have the hockey game tomorrow night. There's the football. Uh, there's also Century Casino Home Opener Watch Party. Sports 1440 Home Opener Watch Party tomorrow night, hosted by Kevin Carius at Century Casino Sports Bar on Fort Road, starting at 8 o'clock. Edmonton takes on Vancouver. I think it's going to be a blow for the Oilers. Prizes, like the Edmonton Zamboni cooler, and you can go to Sports 1440 for more information. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot possible. I might have to kick the Bob Hart's Abishola to Sunday because there's so much happening tomorrow. What about you?
1: My weekends are pretty standard this time of year. I have a pretty good routine I get into Saturday. It's all going to kick off at 10 a.m. I'm going to be flipping between the Syracuse-Florida State game and the Georgia-Vandy game. Those will warm me up for the day, we'll say, <laughs> uh, because the big one, the big one is at 1.30. And for my money, the two best teams in the Pac-12, Oregon and Washington, are playing at 1.30. That's going to be the game to watch. A&M and Tennessee also at 1.30. You know, I'll check that one out when uh, when Oregon and Washington is in commercials, so that's how i'm gonna start off my day i will be heading down to century casino for the oilers watch party with kevin karius and brandon douglas uh, later that night but i might still be having the uh, the ucla oregon state game streaming on my phone a little bit then sunday of course it's all uh, nfl red zone so pretty big weekend for me
0: i made a, a big decision in my life uh about three years ago and it has benefited me a great deal i don't watch nfl i don't watch all of the games i'll pick one game and I'll watch it, and I. The reason is because I'm, I like I'm already stay. I write all day, and I sit all day on the air, and I I'm too I'm too stationary. I don't move around enough. And on an all day Sunday where I could be walking or or you know doing something, uh, and you're young, it doesn't matter to you. You have leg day and arm day and back day and and hair day. No so, hair. No hair day, unfortunately. Well, I'm just saying. What are you gonna do? I bought some goop yesterday, and I ended up being the wrong stuff. I got full bodied, and my my hair looked like a tugboat last night. I, I was actually forgot. I
1: was actually going to say this morning that your hair looks really good today. I didn't say it because I figured it would turn into an insult to me somehow, <laughs> which is kind of how you roll with things. But I I, I was thinking it.
0: Do you want to tell people what it's like to work with me, like off the air? Like, do you want to just say it out loud so that they know?
1: No, listen, it's always a delight, but it's uh. It it doesn't come without its uh without its backhands every now and then. I'll say
0: that you and your emchuck should. I, I I know your emchuck was shocked by how shoddy I treated him. We should read a book, <laughs> a tell all, because my the perception people have of me is that I'm a oh he's such a nice guy and I think, that is true. That I think I true. am, but I I in order to get ready for the show, I just feel like there have to, has to be a little bit of edge. And if we just come in here and hug all day, who cares? Right, Not good That's, radio not interesting at all we need to have a little you know we what we need is lansky to drop by and give us 15 minutes of stand-up every day before we go on the air
1: maybe one day we'll get to a point where our radio where our our, where our excuse me our chemistry is so tumultuous that we can't even we can't even be in the same room together outside of this uh this two-hour segment but
0: so it'd be like way in at the at the MMA. Exactly. But yeah.
1: but we're so good on the radio that we have to do it. We we can't stand each other, but we have to work together because we're so good.
0: I will tell you that that's when you know you've got it made, when you can yes. be a complete prima donna ass. Mm-hmm. And then people go, well, you got to put up with it. The guy's going to look what he does for us. That's when you know you've got it going
1: one of, on. One of my favorite quotes ever, and I'll keep this quick, was Anthony Jeselnik. He's a comedian. He said, you can hate me. And I'll still make you laugh because that's how good I am. (laughs) And I was always like, wow, he's right. That is
0: good. All right, here's the here's the lineup. Uh, on the way, NHL rumors, uh, declinations, top five. Tell us about this, okay? You tell us about the declinations.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a top five American-born NHL players of all time. It's pretty general. It's pretty straightforward. I think it's one that people will like to weigh in on. Obviously, we're in the uh, beginning of hockey season now, so I want to think make things a little bit more hockey-centric. Not all the time, but this time, I thought it was going to be good to do. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I put together a good list. I don't think I left anyone off who deserve to be there which uh you know you've pointed out with a couple lists i think i did a good job on this one i'll let you be the judge i'll let all the listeners be the judge but i'm looking forward to it
0: the uh, by the way rod langway was born in taiwan so you can't use him scratching him off just so you know 833-401-1440 give us a call let us know what you think about what we've discussed about the mcdavid tape idea leon trade lots to discuss today this is the lowdown with low tide on sports 1440 it's the lowdown on sports 1440 Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger. I don't know which one of us that song is meant for, but well done there.
1: I used to listen to that song before uh, basketball games in high school, and I just typed in vain in the system, not even thinking of this song, and it came up, so See, I was I, happy.
0: I would have thought that You're So Vain by Carly Simon would have come up.
1: Oh, that's there too. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I thought of when I typed in vain, but I saw that and I was like, how can I not play that? It takes me back.
0: You're So Vain starts out with this really rapid bass, and then it kind of gets slow, and then it just rocks. It's a great song. Who so th- is that?
1: Who do you not to get off on a tangent? But who do you think that song's about?
0: Joe so Yeah. Well, the 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 rumor was it was about Warren, Warren Beatty, Beatty. Yeah. 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 And um, I think it is. Probably. But but I think it could be about um, you know it could be about a lot of people. So I I know it's not about James Taylor, but um, Charlie Simon, man. Okay, it's time for NHL rumors. And this isn't a rumor, but it's a fact. Frank Sarvalli just sending out on waivers today. Marcus Niemalainen. So that means the Edmonton Oilers will wave him out. Uh, probably Lane Peterson getting called up tonight. Now, the, the Condors played tonight, by the way. And then he'll be in the lineup tomorrow night. So they'll have 12 forwards, 6 defensemen, and giddy up. Now, this is important now because... It looks like one of the defensemen on the roster is going to have to sit. If Peterson comes up and the orders run with 12 forwards, then there's going to be somebody sitting. The full pairings from practice today are Ekholm Bouchard, Nurse CeCe, Kulak Broberg. Meaning DeHarnay would sit or be the seventh defenseman and they would just run with two forwards on the fourth line. Broberg has to play guys and girls you know we're taught in in uh, looking at at uh, ratings and analysis of radio that it's you know lots of boys and a few girls but I have to say that I think women are big fans of sports and we have a lot of a lot of them texting into us probably mostly because of Declan but you know they're fans too 833 401 1440. I can't believe how many people wave at you now, Declan. You're becoming a big star here.
1: I think they would wave at anybody, to be fair though. The glass is pretty big, so they just see us and wave. I don't think they really know who they're waving at, but I'll take it.
0: Do you feel like a fissionable? No, not quite. No. Not quite. I'm still breathing. So you like it is what you're saying.
1: Um, yeah, I
0: okay. guess. All right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Interaction with humans. The Ah. Colorado Avalanche signed Devin Taves today. And the reason that's important is he would have been an ideal fit for the Otis next year. And I I know you're saying, well, they can't afford him. I understand that. But you would like to have the opportunity to, to, you know, move money around and run that guy out there on the top four for the Edmonton Otis because he'd be a really good fit. Now they they're going to audition Broberg. Broberg is going to move up the lineup. He's going to play. They're hoping by the deadline he can be one of the top four defensemen on the team. He has the draft pedigree. He's a raw talent. You need him to play. He needs the reps. And I I'm I think it's good that he's being partnered with a veteran and it looks like he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow night. You need him to play every game of the year, even if it's 15 minutes. He needs to play. They've waited too long as it is. Now he really they have got to lock and load on him. TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger reports uh, that uh, Ottawa is trying to move Matthew Joseph and possibly Eric Brandstrom, and that's in an effort to get Shane Pinto under contract. That still has not happened yet. And Daniel Alfredson has returned to the center of the organization, this time in a key development and coaching role. So there, there are things, it's not quite at the level that it was, you know, preseason – season. Where moves are being made and rumors are being, you know, sent out through the ether. But we are getting some information. We are getting things that are happening in the world of the National Hockey League. Taylor Hall continues to be out. I don't know the lines and pairings for the Condors tonight. If I did, I'd give them to you. But if Peterson's getting called up, he probably does not play tonight. And we should find that out, you know, tomorrow morning. But we'll know when the lineup hits. If he's not in the lineup, then he's getting called up. This is interesting stuff. The defense will look a lot better tomorrow night. Ekholm really helps. I know that the the idea that one player doesn't make a huge difference, I get that, but it's really two players. Bouchard is not himself without Ekholm. We saw that. Or conversely, Nurse is unable to, to protect Bouchard the way Ekholm was able to last year. This is better. This is better. I think you should be encouraged if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. And by the way, um, somebody texted late yesterday saying Darnell Nurse is nothing without Connor McDavid. Over the last three seasons, 2021 through last year, Nurse and McDavid have played a lot together five on five. When they're together, the goal share five on five is 53%. When they're apart... Nurse's goal percentage is 52%. So he's still playing tough minutes, but doesn't have McDavid, and he's still over 50%. Just so you know. I, I understand that the contract is too much. I get it. I understand it. And especially in light of today today's Taves news, where his contract stands. I get it. But that came as a result of the orders kicking the problem down the road. And that's why. Connor McDavid makes twelve point five million a year, he can pay his own fine, thanks. I know he can, but that's not really my question. I, I with respect, I, I want to know if you think Oiler fans would. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a moral dilemma for Connor McDavid. He'll pay the fine if he ends up doing it. I, I want to know if fans would be willing to. Who starts Saturday night, Campbell or Skinner and why? from Andy S Carpet Guy? I would start Skinner. I think he's still the starter. I, I you know I don't think Campbell played worse than Skinner they both were not sharp but I'd start Skinner already with this crap okay I don't know what that's about but always when you say that let me know what you're talking about because we throw a lot of crap out there
1: it's because you want to get Leon out of town
0: oh trade Leon I'd rather cut my arm off I understand but you you only have a year left of Leon next summer he says you know I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on this I'm gonna see how it plays out I'd like to win a Stanley Cup and we haven't done that yet and that'll be like year eleven for him or whatever it is, and maybe Leon says, "You know, I'm going to see how this plays out. And what do you do then? And i I'm, its right now. It's just—it's—it's it's just a thought bubble, but it could be reality a year from now. Surely we can think about that without getting, you know, angry or agitated," he said. Why don't they try Ekholm on right D with Nurse for a super top pair? They could do that. The problem is what you really want is two pairs you can count on. That's a Stanley Cup team. Trade him if there's any inclination he doesn't want to sign, then trade him. You can get a lot of pieces for him. The Stanley Cup is the number one goal. The Oilers have to make some difficult decisions here with players, Nugent Hopkins included. So this, is, this really speaks to what I'm trying to get at today. I wrote an article today at The Athletic about what the next two years are going to look like in terms of salary cap and who they can sign. And they're going to have to make some tough choices. And I, I broached the subject, and then at the end I put a, a spotlight on Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights, they don't care. They do not care. Vegas Golden Knights are like every Western I ever saw when I was a kid, which was the bandits would shoot anybody to get ahead. Like their brother, everybody in the group didn't matter. And that's the way Vegas Golden Knights operate. There's no loyalty there. They simply don't care. You were good. We have somebody who's less expensive. We are going to get rid of you. We will chew our arm off to get rid of you if we can. Because we need that cap room for this new guy that we love so much. That's the way Vegas Golden Knights do it. Otis have not done that. But there are some inefficiencies on the roster. So, when you look at the way Vegas does business, would they have signed Darnell Nurse, or would they have traded him? Would they, would, they, would they go one year, the final year of Leon's contract, without the protection of it? Or would they trade him? These are questions worth asking. I'm not trying to ruin your Friday. I want you to have a great Friday, and I want you to stay tuned for Jason Greger. I want you to do all of that. I'm asking the question purely as a thought-provoking idea, and I think it's worth discussing. If the Otters win the Stanley Cup, then I think it's not an issue at all. He'll sign. He may sign anyway. Leon doesn't sign, but we sign Stamkos. Well, you know, there you go. Trade Leon for Pedersen, one for one. Fair? Well, that's interesting. I would always want to keep Leon. Leon's here. He's part of the group. They want to win as a group. You know, people always say, well, Leon plays for the Edmonton Otters. Well, Leon plays for Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's their guys. You know, you've been part of... You know, but do, were you on a swimming team relay something?
1: Yeah, the relay team, I was
0: sure. So you, you wanted to be a part of that group, right? You liked them. Um, yeah, I oh. guess I liked. It. it was more like you had a job to do, but
1: that kind of gets away from your general point. So I'll say, so helpful,
0: them. so helpful when I'm trying to make a point. You Listen, I liked everyone I played right in there.
1: I liked everyone I played football and basketball with. From
0: the high board, just making the beautiful dive, arcing with the back that is now stronger into the pool. Well done. Finishing my point for me. So good. You did that, didn't you, Declan? I don't know. I'm not sure. This you is know. the
1: this is the pushback we need for spicy radio. <laughs> it's, it's situations like this.
0: So so as we drew it up. Uh I would probably move on from dry saddle. The reality is a situation we will not be able to keep this team together forever. Well, I think the Edmonton Autos of the 80s taught everybody that. What if Shea Weber was traded to Edmonton for Linus Omar? That's an old timey. Pull there. Good. Well done there. Um, is there any way to stream individual Oiler games? About 20 are blacked out here. Uh, Doug, I don't know. But if you were to call the Oilers or, you know, Sportsnet could probably help you. Because if it's 20, then they are definitely involved in many of them. Low tide I couldn't agree more with the Schneider stop being beaten to death. Why is a pitching change the story in a game where so we scored no runs? And that's sort of my point. We and I blame the media and I'm part of the media. But we 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 build, we polish off these stories and we send them out there and they're pristine and what we're looking for is is a a, a um an angle, a a a shift in thinking, something that that is innovative and maybe you haven't thought of and then we want to make it roar and then when you do that you sort of you sort of set up the lore of the history of the game in a certain way and I don't think it's fair to Schneider I just don't you know it's the same thing as Woodcroft a year ago when everybody's mad at him about Ryan McLeod the same people who will agree that sample sizes mean everything were also saying that Woodcroft lost the series because he wouldn't play Ryan McLeod as the second line center so I understand you feel that way, and I understand you found some evidence. But let's review what you have been telling me for ten years, which is sample size counts. So, so how do we come to the how could we come to the conclusion that you've said two things they run counter with each other? But you're telling me I should believe you now, as opposed to later. That's the same thing as Schneider. If this had worked out, he would have been a genius. He didn't, and now he's a bum. I'm not buying it. I am not buying it. It's lazy. And that's what it is. And if the Jays make a move on Schneider, they're 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 dumbheaded. They're wrong-headed and they're making a mistake, and I don't even care. I'm not a Jays fan. You're making these names up, Al. <laughs> You know, I do get accused of a lot of things, and that one is something that I would do if I could. If I could, I would just make up a name. I would totally do that. The orders are going to call up Herm Glaffenopper and um, Ophelia Gottenstabbel, and they're apparently a pairing. Orders need to find a way to move CC for Nick Jensen and then have Broberg and Vinny battle it out for the third right-hand spot. That's interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. And my friend here, who is a good man, and I like him, even though I, I, you know, tend to troll him every day before we go on the air together. Uh, he's got a brilliant, brilliant Friday piece. He does called declinations. It's called Top Five American Born NHL Players of All Time. If Mike Madonna's not on it, we burn the joint down. This is the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 14. It's 12:39 Friday. You know the great thing about Friday, when you've only worked four days during the week, you still have energy. You're not completely spent, and you you go like, okay, I could go do this and this and this. I could stay out late Friday. Back when I was your age, I would stay out late pretty much every night, but I can't do that anymore. And you sleep at like five in the afternoon. You're like you're like the blue plate special guy at twenty six.
1: <laughs> yeah, not quite that early, but I do I do value my sleep and I I love a good nap if I can fill one in. So. Mm.
0: What night if you if you had your druthers, what night would you stay up the latest? Would you be willing to stay up the latest?
1: It'd be Friday.
0: Right. It'd be Friday.
1: But again, like I'm just I don't know. Like I mean i like I've never done that. Not like I've never pulled an all nighter with my friends. Or What's the dresses. latest have
0: you stayed up all night? Oh yeah. 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 What did you do? Poker or buying shoes? Um ooh, I don't think it was either of those actually. I think no. it was
1: it was just a great time with
0: friends. Okay. Well yeah. that's a good, very vague and we'll leave it and at that. And we'll time.
1: leave it at that. <laughs> yes.
0: All right. It is <laughs> It is time now for Declanation's top five American-born NHL players. I'm assuming they played in the NHL.
1: They did. Okay. All five of them. Yes. All right. Number five, Tim Thomas. One-time Stanley Cup champion, won the Conn Smythe as well, of course, two Vesnas, And pretty impressive considering this guy really, like, he came in late, only really had, like, a seven-year stretch in the league. I think he finished with 920 was the save percentage, 2.5 uh, GAA. Only made $24.8 million in his career, which is pretty surprising to me. I mean, listen, I would love to have $24.8 million, but for someone who accomplished everything he accomplished, it just seems a little low to me.
0: He was in the Edmonton Oilers organization in the late 1990s, mm-hmm. and then he went to Finland. The Oilers, I think they liked him. I don't recall exactly what was said about him at the time, but they loved a guy named Steve Passmore, mm. and Passmore was their guy. And Thomas went over to Europe, played in Finland, uh, continued his uh, improvement and came back. And as a Bruins fan, I loved him. Uh, he was a big part of their Stanley win. Was. And um, and I always really liked watching him play because he was, I remember um, he got it. Roberto Luongo said something about him in that final and said, like, I'm not getting any respect from their goalie. And, and Thomas said, I didn't know I had to say that I respected him. <laughs> it was pretty funny. What's number four?
1: Number four, Brian Leach, one-time Stanley Cup champion, of course. Uh, two Norrises, won the Conn Smythe in 94 when the, when they won that cup with Messi on the team. I think he had five goals and six assists uh, in that Stanley Cup finals, and he had the second most goals ever uh, by a rookie defenseman. I learned that stat earlier. So Brian Leach is my number four.
0: Yeah, Brian Leach, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to do this for everyone, I promise you, but I believe he was, I think he was part of a trade that the orders made when, when everybody was retiring or the strike was going on, guys were being traded for each other even though they weren't going to play. And I think the orders may have sent a... The Rangers got a, maybe a draft pick out of that. He never played, obviously, for the Orders.
1: A shame. A shame. Imagine what could have been. Oh, yes. Number three, Mike Mike Medano. Yes. One-time Stanley Cup champion, eight-time NHL All-Star, but this is what really solidifies that uh, podium spot for me. The most goals by an American uh, player ever, most points by an American, most playoff points by an American, and the most games by an American forward. So he did it all. Longevity was there. Obviously, the stats are there. He, he won the Stanley, did it all. He's well, my number three.
0: If there's one player who has played in the National Hockey League since the Oilers came in, who represented the speed and the skill and the tenacity and the the joy of the game that never played for the Oilers it was Mike Madano I always wanted him to play for the Oilers I loved watching him play he was he killed the Oilers he was just dynamite uh well they Marshon's goal was was you know that was the one time they got him but Mike Madano great great player and Mike Babcock Really should not have done what he did.
1: He feels like he should have been an Oiler as well, if yeah. that makes sense. Well, I don't know how to describe that or articulate no, that, but he feels like he should he have been just, an Oiler at some aesthetically point.
0: Aesthetically speaking, it just made sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, Chris Chelios.
1: Three Stanleys, three Norrises, 11 time NHL All Star. Never won the Con Smythe. I think it was. Patrick Waugh in 86 um and then in 02 I think it was Lidstrom and then the the last one was Zetterberg. Yeah. So
0: he was but he was incredible. Yeah. yeah. He he did something that I think people Madonna did it too, but uh Chelios was like I mean, I don't I don't remember how old he was, but he was American kid and he was, you know, trying to trying to get better and you know, become a a draft pick and an NHL player. And as a teenager, he he decided that he needed to toughen up and be in a tough league, and he played in the SJHL for the Moose Jaw Canucks for two years. And, you know, he was already, he was was rugged enough, but he wasn't playing the kind of competition that would make him more battle-hardened, and he did. And, And a great career, a great career. One of the most fantastical, I'll use that word, trades in the game's history. It happened in 1990 when the Montreal Canadiens traded him in a second-round pick for uh, Dennis Savard. Wow, what a trade. Wow.
1: Any guess who the number one may be? Uh,
0: was, um, I think I know, but why don't you tell us? Patrick Kane.
1: Yeah. Three Stanleys, has the con Smythe, has an Art Ross, and was the first American-born player and one of only two to win the heart. For my money, he's the best American-born player of all time. Um listen, Chris Chelios did some great things, won the same amount of Stanley's, had some incredible longevity. Mike Medano obviously has the stats, but if I'm taking in a vacuum the best American-born player on skill set and accomplishments, I'm taking Patrick Kane every time. He's my number
0: 1. He's the, the thing about Kane is he's a winger and he still has exceptional value. Yes. Um I know that um uh, and I, it never happened, but I I think that that when McDavid came in the league, if they could have found a way to get found a way to get Patrick Kane on on the team, he would have been a great winger for young McDavid. Never happened. Never will. I don't think. I mean, he's a free agent now. Maybe he'd come here, but his his slick stick handling skills. McDavid has the speed and the great stick handling, but Kane would be a, a, a formidable winger for Patrick Kane. Then you could have the Kane the Kane mutiny and McDavid on the same line. Kane, Kane, McDavid.
1: Couple of honorable mentions who just missed the list: Jeremy Roenick, of course, uh, Bill Guerin, Keith Kachuk, and Pat Lafontaine. Those were the guys who uh, who I just left off.
0: Those were all great players. I yeah. I'm I'd have to look at a list of American-born players to see who we missed, but I really like that you are pulled uh, Bill Guerin there. He was a wonderful yeah. oiler.
1: Well, one that I think people might uh, might give me some pushback on is not including Brett Hull, who represented himself as an American. But he was born in Bellevue, Ontario, so I'm not having that for one second. So you're you're
0: you're you're saying step off, Red Hall? Yes,
1: I'm yeah. saying like I uh, listen. It was American-born players, and he was born in Bellevue, Ontario.
0: You're just following the rules. I let, you're just yeah. following the rules. I mean, I
1: set the rules, but I did follow them to be fair. You're to like me.
0: Sam Pollock in '67 with the expansion draft. All yep. he did was follow the rules. So what? had favored the Montreal Canadiens. Just following orders. Man, you know people get all huffy about this stuff. Well, well done, young man. Thank you. Thank you. No grievances? No. Decision. No, I, okay, I think you did really well. I don't Appreciate have that. the list of American-born players in front of me, but I think you hit all the stops, you know.
1: Yeah, I think I did okay. I Ryan mean, Miller as well, another honorable mention. Was never going to make the list, but he was a heck of a goalie in his time.
0: Well, I think your Tim Thomas point is well taken. I, I think he was a great, great goaltender. Um for me, the, the the best goaltender I ever saw was Dominic Hasek. I think he's the best goalie ever. Yeah. And then I would say Bernie Parent, Patrick Roy, uh, Ken Dryden. Um, I'm going to start mentioning some Bruins here because I love them all. But, yeah. If you missed it, Marcus Nebelainen on waivers. The Oilers could call somebody out. It might be Lane Peterson. Uh, the Condors play tonight, so... I'll probably tweet out if he's not in the lineup, that's my suspicion, and then he may play tomorrow night or they might go with seven defensemen. The alignment today was interesting. They had uh, Nurse with CC, Ekholm with Bouchard, and then Kulak, and on right defense, Roberg with DeHarnay, the extra. That doesn't mean that's how it's going to roll out, but that's what they had at the time. Do we have a little bit of time here?
1: Yeah, we got about uh, six minutes here.
0: By the way, I just want to say, somebody texted in that Mark Spector said Adam Ernie's going to get signed. That might be it. It may be Nima Leinen getting sent down, and then Peterson staying down, and then Ernie gets signed in time for tomorrow night's game. I don't understand this. You can just repeat the exact same comments about this whole Taylor Swift nonsense. You don't need to show her and talk about her and Kelsey before, during, and after the game. Well... You know, we talked about that with Steve Lansky and and the decision to, to I don't know, like, it, it, what do you want? Do you want a straight sports broadcast or do you want the broadcast to include what's happening from a point of view of, of uh, entertainment, right? And I think that Taylor Swift is part of the entertainment of that show, whatever it might be. What are the chances McDavid re signs if Drysidel walks away with nothing coming back at the end of the team to help the team from rolling? Well, that's my, that's another point. I want to say that's my point because I didn't make it. But it is, if, if Leon says next year, I'm going to play it out and you play it out and you don't win and then you can't sign him, then McDavid may play it out. It's a sticky wicket, folks. It just is. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting mad at me is fine. I mean, I kind of enjoy it, but, the point is, it's worth discussing because it is possible. And it's not its not a crazy idea. You're so Ryan O'Neill from Sham. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who she traveled with. I don't know who she hung out with. I know James Taylor, but I don't know. Um, I know Mick Jagger. Um, and, of course, Warren Beatty. But, you know, I don't know Carly Simon. I'm sure she had other bows during that period of time. Wildly popular. Hey Low Tide, it's Miss Andrews, one of the ladies watching Ha ha always Very nice. No, I we have not seen her here. Is that correct? You you'd you'd make I a haven't. face. You'd- yeah,
1: I know she's watching, but I haven't seen her.
0: Low Tide, you're a delight. Well, see, this is why stuff gets red. I nearly spit my drink through my nose when you mentioned nurse protecting any D partner. Single tear from Team Dean. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of happiness about Darnell Nurse. Playing Broberg on the white side, being a lefty is detrimental to his development. Put Kulak on the right side. Don't play with Phillips' future. Well, Broberg plays well there. Like the numbers, I ran the numbers in the offseason, and he's about the same. So, you know, he seems to have that ability. Some do. Nicholas Sharmelson did it. I tune in for Low Tide, love Murder She Wrote and Sports. Also subscribe to The Athletic just to read your stuff from Alyssa. Well that's sweet. Isn't that nice? Why can't you be more like Alyssa? Declan.
1: I tune in for Low Tide as well. I read your stuff. I was Alyssa before Alyssa.
0: What do you mean you were? You don't know you don't know her life. Yeah, that's true. I probably I probably shouldn't be so quick to say. You're that. being to her like you were like Mrs. Andrews was to you. No, that's that's too Why far. Why don't you just tell Alyssa to do it for her family? Yeah, you've taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it too far should be the name of this show. Low tide, uh, fans have paid coaches and player fines before, and the money usually goes to charity on half the player. Yeah, and that's fair, as it should. LTI texted to you late yesterday. Wanted to know what your thoughts are on the third line during the first game. Like the speed and tenacity seems promising from Justin. I agree, Justin. I think that third line is going to be key. You got to play them all year. You got to play them together all year. And I didn't mention it in the opening because we had so many. I hate when this happens where there's like seven great opening ideas and then nothing for five days afterwards. But Jessopoul Yarvi is reported. This is by Chris Johnston. Uh, that he's reportedly ready, feeling good in Finland, and may sign by November. I wondered if Oiler fans would be open to the idea of Jessupol signing. I know the media wouldn't be, but I'm not as interested in the media as I am in the fans. I feel like the fans are the voice of the common man, and the media are the voice of the media. So I'd rather know what you think. Would you do it? No way, Jose. Pay McDavid's fine. Why? Edmonton doesn't have the luxury of being ruthless like Vegas as Edmonton is in a top destination like Vegas. Very fair point, Garrett. I would trade your if it meant we could get a significant piece on the back end. I believe even without Leon, we could produce enough offense, but without better defense, the Oilers will not win a Stanley Cup. Very astute point from Sugar Sean and well explained. I love the look of the Huskies' offense. Oregon can score, though they've shown every game this season they don't have many issues scoring. I think tomorrow will come down to whose defense plays better, or limits the other team to more field goals and punts. What say you there, sir?
1: Yeah, I think there's probably some truth to that. I listen. I would the one thing I would say is Oregon hasn't had a tough time scoring, but it's been against like Portland State, and they they. I think they dropped 55 on Hawaii. They played Colorado, where they obviously dropped 42 on them. And then Stanford as well. They haven't had the best you know, defenses in the world that have been looking across from them. Washington, I just think, is a little bit more polished on defense. I think they their skill position players on the defensive side of the ball, namely in the secondary, just match up a little bit better than Oregon's do. I think it's going to be a shootout. I I, I said this. I think it's going to be like a 48-38 type of game. I I don't see too many stops. But if I do see a team getting stops, I think it's going to be Washington. I just think their defense is a little bit better. To, to say it in layman's terms.
0: Oh, people are mad that you didn't say Doug Wade.
1: Yeah, so, he's an honorable mention as well, of course. Did you say he was? Uh, I might not have said him. I might not have said him. But he's, he's of course, right in that well, second tier. Well, but that's
0: what, okay. But you got to say it. Otherwise, it well, seems like you hate. Why do you hate Doug Wade?
1: I don't hate Doug Wade. And I'll, I'll take that. I know I mentioned Bill Guerin. I would have Doug Wade higher on my list than Bill Guerin. So I'll circle back and say that.
0: Okay. So then your list was really incomplete then.
1: Well, listen. My list is
0: only five. You, I give you guys the bonus. So, why would you do that? Um, I think Mrs. Andrews once again. This is
1: her doing, <laughs> by the way. Like she, everything stems from her
0: and her I, teaching. I, I believe I'm starting to believe that. I bristle at Sam Pollack. I would tell you, I don't know that I'm going to write another book. I'm old now, and and I do a lot of stuff that I didn't ha- you know, have to do in the past. And a book is a lot. You really have to write a book. It sort of becomes a like a child. Um, And so I don't know if I have another book. But I had another Euler book in mind that I think you would have really liked. And then the third book I was going to write was about the 1967 expansion draft. And I don't think I could sell it to a publisher because it's such an obscure thing. But I would write it out out of love and spite and bitterness and anger and rage that has been inside me for 60 years. But I don't know if anybody would read it. But Sam Pollock at the 67 expansion draft, he tried to stop himself. And the owners said, no, no, you go ahead, Sam. Screw us up for a decade. And that's what he did. My my rage and anger is unbridled. I stole that from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Tretzhak and Dryden were my favorite goalies in the 70s. Dryden was amazing. His team was pretty good, too. Patrick Kane, great player, lousy human being, in my opinion. Well, we were just talking about the playing side of it. And and you know that um when you get into the all the elements involved, then then it might be a different list. Uh Evan is in tough competing with against Miami and Tampa Bay for talent. Warm weather, lower taxes mattered. Where's Joey Mullen? Another great name. Bravo asking about the tough questions about the orders. I think there are fans out there who'd rather keep certain players than win a Stanley Cup. I really believe that. Yeah, you know, I think that's fair. I think there are people who would rather, you know, like keep Leon and McDavid forever. And I mean, I they they, the Oilers got unlucky with the cap being flat for this long. That's a fact. All right, I've gone too long. Your questions and your comments were too interesting. I blame you. On the way, Steve Lansky, and later on Tato Yuremchuk. This is the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports fourteen forty. Time for an update. This is a sports 1440 update.
1: And with your sports 1440 update NHL action tonight, just two games on the schedule. Coyotes versus Devils and Penguins versus Capitals. Oilers news from Mark Spector. Expect an announcement that Adam Erne could be signed, has been signed, likely pregame tomorrow after Neymah lining clears. Ekholm likely to play Saturday, as could Adam Erne. NHL news, Devin Tave signed a seven-year contract extension with the Colorado Avalanche with a $7.25 million average annual value. Zach Wierenski is expected to miss one to two weeks for the Columbus Blue Jackets because of a knee injury, and in NFL injury news, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones will not play against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday because of a neck injury. Big night in the HHL seven games on tap, including the Spruce Grove Saints. In town to take on the Bonneville Pontiac, Spruce Grove heads into this one 5-6. Bonneville sits at 4-5-1. Puck drop at 7. You can watch that one on flowhockey.tv. CJFL playoffs this weekend. Huskies in Regina to take on the Thunder. That game goes at 1 p.m. Sunday. You can watch that one online at cjfl.tv. U of A Golden Bears back in action tomorrow against the U of S Huskies. That game goes at Footfield at 1. Tickets available at the door. And finally, Oil Kings in action on Sunday against the Red Deer Rebels. That game goes right here at Roger's Place at 4 p.m. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been your Sports 1440 Update.